legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus Welcome to another podcast. I am Dreamwalker1960. Today, we will look at the events that occurred one stormy night on the Sea of Galilee. Matthew 14, verses 25 through 33. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It is a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went out over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You are really the Son of God, they exclaimed. When we look at these verses in Matthew, this is what I see. They all see Christ, but think he is a spirit. This is twofold. One, Jesus is walking on the water. Two, Peter had to ask for clarification if he truly is Jesus. So not only is it due to him walking on the surface of the sea, but his appearance is different to have made them question literally their sanity and who he was. Now let's look specifically at Peter's interaction with Jesus. When Peter asked for this verification, he asked as evidence that Christ asked Peter to come out to him walking upon the water as well. Now as this is happening, Peter is looking at Jesus Christ before him. He has his whole attention upon the Son of God. Peter only falters once he allows his attention to drift off of his Lord. When this distraction occurs, he starts to sink into the water. He cries out to Jesus, who does come to his aid. Then they both enter the boat, and the storm ends. At this point, all the disciples proclaim him the Messiah. So Peter sees Christ, not Jesus the man, but Jesus the Son of God. Then Peter requests a verification of Christ's reality. Then Peter responds in faith and walks towards Christ. Then Peter turns away from Christ and sees the waves and feels the wind, then begins to sink or fall. Peter cries out for help when he sees his peril. Christ helps him, but they leave where they are and return to something normal. Christ also says to Peter that he has little faith. Here I have provided seven elements of this encounter. Now let's go even deeper into these components where God leads us. The first place I feel we should go is Peter's faith. Hebrews chapter 11 says this about faith, verses 1 through 3. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. 
Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Whomever wrote Hebrews goes on to give example after example of those that were highly regarded throughout the Old Testament and the Tanakh. It is this basic reaction that comes from these three verses that we are going to go with here. Peter's response to Christ's simple answer of, yes, come. While Peter's full attention is still on Jesus, he simply walks out of the boat and onto the tossing seas that stand between himself and Christ and walks over to him. Peter became aware of the world. We too, in turn, become aware of the world and its many turmoils, which are like unto a raging sea. Peter began to sink into the dark waters. We fall away from the light of Jesus Christ and descend toward the distractions of the world about us, which is filled with darkness. And so we come to the difference between Peter and many of us that have, by faith, accepted Jesus as our Savior. We have walked upon the waters of our worlds and walked up to Jesus our Savior. Then we let something distract us off of Jesus Christ, and so we begin to sink to fall. Many do as Peter did, realize their jeopardy, and call out for Jesus Christ for his help. Many others do not. Many get their feet wet. Others get their legs wet. Yet others get wet up to their waist, while others their chest. Then many to their neck. Then others, these others, will never call out to Jesus. As a result, they no longer bear fruit upon the vine of salvation. So in turn, they drown. Yes, they are lost. It is here that some reading or listening will scoff, get angry. They will turn away from what is being said here. They will say, God would never do that. God would never allow someone to turn their backs upon him. I have shown time and again throughout all of my teachings upon this topic that yes, God will allow us to do as we please. If we decide to turn to the world of sin, then we will be free to do so. God has given us free will to do as we so desire. It is this desire that results in sin, in wars, in turmoil. Humanity creates its own pain, its own horrors, not God. This is shown time and again throughout the Bible. Does every person that is taught of righteousness in the Bible become the focal point of the Old Testament, like those listed in Hebrews 11? Abel heard and had faith. His brother Cain did not. Cain had the same choice to accept God, but instead he chose himself and in turn killed his brother Abel. Enoch heard and kept his eye upon God so strongly that God took him into heaven still alive and is alive to this very day. Noah showed such faith that he lived through this ridicule of building a boat nowhere near water. Yet those about him loved themselves so much more that they totally rejected the very existence of God, 
even though it is said that giants walked amongst them. Abraham's faith was so great that he was promised a nation so vast that those within it would be like counting the grains of sands on the beaches. Abel, Enoch, Noah, and Abraham kept their faith and their eye upon God. Yet Cain turned his eyes away. Those that were not upon the ark of the flood had turned their eyes away from God. Are they saved? Are they counted amongst those in heaven? If all kept their eyes upon God, then Eve would never have eaten the forbidden fruit, and her and Adam would never have been ejected from the Garden of Eden. People will accept Jesus as their Savior. Then they will love their sins more than God. They will fall, wave, and sink into the Sea of Galilee to die once again. Second Peter 2, 20 through 22 And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they are given to live a holy life. They prove the truth to the Proverbs. A dog returns to its vomit, and others say, a washed pig returns to the mud. Now, as I said, there are those that are saying God would never allow this. My response is this. What did Jesus do when Peter called out? Christ immediately grabbed Peter's hand and helped him and returned him to something familiar. God will never abandon us. It is not God that is allowing the fall. It is the person themselves allowing it. For Peter turned his attention to the storm, to the world. God would not and will not allow it. We allow it. For we, due to our free will, make our own choices and our own fates. It is we that decide if we are going to heaven or going to hell. God wants us with him. It is up to us to decide if we want to be there too. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I Spin.